You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're looking ahead to week six of the NFL and the fantasy football season. We're going to be breaking down the quarterbacks today. And, Tony, I mean, we don't know who's going to stay healthy from week to week at quarterback. Case in point, Sam Bradford last night. Yeah, that was a bad, bad situation last night. In uh, he he was a guy that was going down before he even got hit. Yeah. like I don't know how bad that was. I I don't know what he could have shown in practice. Obviously, they don't practice in pads, so I, I guess you didn't see that. And he was able to stand there and throw the ball. He couldn't move at all. And I would think that there's a good chance that you might not see uh, Sam Bradford the rest of the season. Yeah, I think that's absolutely possible. Hey, Tony, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see that during the game, RG3 sent out a tweet being like, they need to get him off the field before he injures himself long-term. Trust me, believe me, I know. (laughs) Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, (laughs) it was was painful to watch. It really was. And then when – I'll tell you what, though. What was surprising, it seemed like Sam Bradford – was surprised when they removed him from the game. It did. It looked like he wanted to try to grit it out because you know the narrative around him for years. It looked like he wanted to show his toughness, but it was absolutely crazy. I mean, when they had that turnover, when they got that turnover and, you know, what about inside the two-minute warning in the first half, I was like, they need to put in Keenum in right now so they can capitalize and take the lead going into half. Let me also ask you something real quick about last night, Tony. I'm telling you, man, I believe that the Vikings have also found out that Latavius Murray is just the guy, like I said yesterday, and I think it's going to be Jarek McKinnon moving forward. He could be a good value in Week Six, no? Yeah, he could be a good value. I, I, you know, he looked good, and I think he's going to be better in the passing game than right. he is in the running game. But I, I think, uh, you know, I, I really thought Latavius Murray. He was a guy that's questionable healthy. And the guy admitted that he isn't 100% healthy. So I don't know what any expectations there could be for him. If the guy's not great at 100%, what are we going to get from him when he's less than 100%? No, it's absolutely true. It is a war of attrition. Even the stud Stefan Diggs was battling a groin injury, was pretty much a decoy in the second half as the Vikings finally got, you know, used their defense, got a pick at the end of the game and pulled that one out 20-17. to 17. The one other thing I want to ask you about real quick before we look ahead to Week 6 and the quarterbacks tonight, Tony, is um, is it safe to kind of be off the Tarek Cohn bandwagon at this point? Yeah, that's a great question. I was actually looking at my one of my uh, season-long teams today. Seven touches, seven yards, I think. Yeah. There's not enough room there. There was one point in the halftime he had one catch and one rush, and he was minus five yards combined. And it's just people really got off Howard really too quick. And I think that's the tough thing. I think it's an indictment right there how good he is. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. All right, well, now that week five is in the books, we will look ahead to week six of the NFL and fantasy football season. It's Tuesday, so we're talking quarterbacks here on Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and the Tony Sincata. We're going to tell you how to win some cash at the quarterback position. Come on right back. 
quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Whoop, there it is. Here it is. It's Dave Martinez and Tony Sincata on Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, Tony, man, we talk all sports here on Lineup Lock Live. We've been doing football for a little while, but before that it was baseball. And, Tony, one of the things I remember always asking you was about the wind out there in Wrigley. But we're talking about Wrigley right now for a different reason. The weather is very interesting. Also, yesterday at Fenway, there was rain in the forecast. They played through it. Verlander and Sale, they had to manage their bullpens in a tight game four. Today in Chicago, they're expecting... The rain, there's tarp on the field, but it's not raining just yet. What do you got here, Tom? Uh, yeah, so this is a crazy situation. So there's a 50 to 70 percent chance of rain, mm-hmm. and Major League Baseball was going to decide about 10 minutes ago, and I haven't seen anything. Uh, what's going on there? Now, here's the thing if this game is canceled, right? If this game is canceled, everybody will get their money back, and there will be no contest is what I believe, based on the laws of, uh, of fantasy. There needs to be two games involved at minimum. There needs to be three teams in play, and that would eliminate it because it's a two-game contest with today's game and tomorrow's game. Mm-hmm. So even if they move the game to tomorrow, DraftKings Fanduel should not honor those contests because Steven Strasburg would all of a sudden become the starting pitcher instead of Tanner Roark. Uh, so you're in no jeopardy today. Uh, of uh, getting zeros for these guys. Fair enough, fair enough. We will see if this game does, in fact, go eventually, or are they going to try and wait it out? We'll see if we get any word on that during the show. We will certainly let you know right here on Lineup Lock Live. Hey, Tony, let's look to the quarterbacks here in Week 6. And listen, there were some big-time guys on a bye last week or playing in a Thursday night game, and they are right back at the top of the price chart. And in our poll, you could always find us on Twitter, at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds when we put up the polls. Our first poll is about the high-priced quarterbacks. You got Tom Brady at 8,300 on DraftKings, Aaron Rodgers at 73, Drew Brees at 7,200, and Matty Ice at an even 7,000. Let me ask, let me tell you something. First of all, when I look at this, I love all of them, right? They're all incredible quarterbacks. So I would lean towards the guys at home instead of on the road. And both of the guys at home also are coming off of buys, so I like that. Give me Drew Brees in the Dome at 72. 200. Give me Matty Ice against a bad Miami team who can't seem to do it, get in out of their own way. You know, it, it's interesting. I think in this one, you, you know, you look at the t- uh, top price. Uh, Tom Brady's a thousand more than everybody else, and the right. Jets haven't been bad. They've actually let up the eighth most points uh, to opponents. And even at the, you look at this Jets offense, you know, everybody's scored against the Patriots. Everybody's put up 300 yards. Uh, passing in five consecutive games, but are we really expecting the Jets to do that? I mean, where are the weapons? No, no so, is the answer, Tony. We are yes. Not. <laughs> yeah. So the problem is Tom Brady might not have to throw the ball 40 times a game where he has been. I think against Detroit, 
we're going to see Drew Brees chuck, chuck, and chuck. Mm -hmm. The Adrian Peterson experiment is over. He's going to toss the ball. And Matt Ryan has been down a little this season. And Miami's in the middle of the pack, actually, right now in defense. But Matt Ryan has been down. He had 11 fantasy points in his last game. And he threw the ball 42 times in that game against Buffalo. Against Detroit, 16 fantasy points. Um, And then against Green Bay, 14 fantasy points. So I'm looking at a guy that, you know what, everybody says, oh, there'll be no change with the offensive coordinator. There's always a change, and it's always a little different. And I think that we thought he would regress last year because he had an MVP season. So, you know, you just don't get those back-to-back. Right. But he's regressed a ton. Yeah, fair enough. And I wanted to ask you about Ryan, uh, you know, the change in offensive coordinator, all that. But what about, listen, you know, we hear Mohamed Sanu might miss this game. We know Julio Jones is a little bit yeah. banged up as well. Do you think Matty Ryan, you, you think the same thing about him regardless of if his weapons are out there? Because there's so many, you know, you could just plug in Taylor Gabriel. You still have Hooper who might get increased opportunity. The backs are both incredible out of the backfield. But at some point, does uh, the potential kind of, you know, decoyness of Julio Jones or the loss of Sanu, does that impact? you're thinking on Matty Ice at all? Yeah, because I think the Julio Jones already has uh, impacted him. I just think that they got Julio Jones and the next best playmaker is Devonta Freeman. and The next best playmaker is Tevin Coleman. And I think they just rely on the other two guys more. Yeah, that's probably what's going on. Uh, and, and, and when I asked about Tom Brady, he's $1,000 more than everybody else. Tony, did you see that uh, he missed practice today because of his non-throwing shoulder? Uh, he's got a sprained AC joint in his non-throwing shoulder. Does that bother you at all? Because I, I, I know it shouldn't. It's the non-throwing shoulder. But what if a guy like Muhammad Wilkinson wanted to you know, put a little bit of extra weight on it when he falls on him in the first quarter? Oh, absolutely. And he was getting—he's getting hit too much, and this is the problem I have with that. And him going back and throwing forty times in a game that they should win. You look at Tom Brady, and he played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week, and it was a great, great game, right? But the Buccaneers came into that game with one sack. Mm-hmm. They had three sacks in that one contest. So that offensive line has absolutely been killed. Vollmer, who's been their top uh, offensive lineman for a couple of years, was getting beat regularly. It's it's tough there. It absolutely is. And listen, I know he loves his avocados and all, but the man is 40, 41 years old. Eventually, he's going to get hit. Whether it be, I mean, think about these guys, you know, that he's going to see, whether it's, you know, whether it's the Vaughn Millers, the Khalil Max, the Justin Houstons of the world. Everybody is trying to get these edge rushers because, I mean, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is a much different tune than Tom Brady. I'm on Drew Brees because in the Dome, Tony, you also taught me to go look at the the Vegas totals, right? And that New Orleans-Detroit game down there in the Dome, I think everybody's going to stand up and get crunk. That total is up above 50, highest total on the board. Give me Drew Brees in at home in the Dome against maybe an improving Detroit defense, but still outside of Slay, no one who really, really scares me. And I got to tell you, Tony, 41% of the people agree they're going with Drew Brees at 7,200 as well. I think we're going to find out that Detroit defense is, is a decent defense, but not uh, as good as they've played the first uh, five weeks of the, of the season. Middle of the pack, right? That basically, 
Yeah, they're going to be a middle-of-the-pack defense. So I think Drew Brees there. I think it's a good play. Matty Stafford a little banged up uh, this week. So it'll be interesting to see if he can go step-for-step step, uh, with Drew Brees in this contest. You know, Tony, you raised a question. I was going to bring this up myself, okay? I love Matty Stafford. I think he's play- he with Jim Bob Cooter, when healthy, he's been playing at an elite MVP kind of level over the last, at this point, year and a half, if you want to know the truth. But I look at their schedule, Tony, and the Lions have a buy in week seven, I might sit Matty Stafford this week. I might sit Matty Stafford this week. If I think I can contend, I want to give maybe Matty Stafford two weeks to rest up with his thigh, his ankle, whatever it is, because I'm going to need him in the stretch run instead of kind of nursing an injury and milking it and trying to get on through. Am I crazy to do that, Tony, if I was Jim Caldwell? I think, yeah, I think so. I think that because you have the bye. Uh, that that that's what you're banking on. You're gonna get him through this one game, then you're gonna get a bye, and then he's gonna have that time off, and that's what they're gonna hope works there. I think being because Green Bay is playing so well. Uh, they can't afford to let up that game. Fair enough. My my, my mindset is, you know, it's like the catcher's uh, day game after the night game on getaway day. Give them a little bit of an extra rest. You know what I mean, Tony? I don't know, man. Because listen. Any, like maybe they can still do work against the Saints defense even with their backup. I would like to give Matty Stafford a little bit of time, but I understand that division will be competitive in the NFC North. Obviously, Green Bay, if Detroit is for real, and if Minnesota gets themselves figured out behind at, at the quarterback position, it seems like they've got their offensive line a little bit improved from last year. Hey, Tony, I got one more question for you about Monday Night Football last night, and this could be a generational thing. Um... Were you excited about that Star Wars trailer at halftime? No. And, and Okay. No, I wasn't. And it, it was even weirder, though. Like, the Disney people bought, like, the whole TV production, right. and they bought the whole halftime production. I don't know if people saw it. The Star Wars people, the stormtroopers were walking well, on, out on of the, the field. field during halftime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, we got, we got, Jesus, no wonder why Star Wars does so good. You know, George Lucas is sitting there, you know, he made a couple bombs at the end, and now these Disney people have picked it up, and, uh, but I think a lot of it's based on promotion. Oh my gosh! I know it was a very big deal, and I mean, listen, like I've 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 seen the movies, but you know, I'm not like a I'm not like a hardcore guy. I know on on Target Fantasy, guys like Jake Seeley and Joey Pizzapia were talking about like, are they going to see it like at midnight when it comes out? If you're an opening day or an opening weekend, if you ever do uh, live hits with Jake, he's got like a stormtrooper in the background in his uh in his house over there. I don't know what he does with the stormtrooper when the cameras are not on, but he. He's definitely heavily invested in the Star Wars. I just wanted to see because, like, I mean, I guess that's prime, you know, prime advertising time. And I don't know what the deal is, but the NFL, you know, they work out things where they pay for patriotism sometimes. And the, the Star Wars got them in there <laughs> as well. So I, I thought it was very interesting that uh, halftime was kind of commandeered. And you also saw when they were doing that um, – uh, who was it on the call? McDonough, I think it was on the call. He was like, uh, yeah. he, he kind of was uncomfortable with it as well. I thought Gruden was dressed up like the stormtrooper, and at the end, he was gonna like take his helmet off and make a little Gruden joke of it or something like that. But I digress. It did not happen. When we come back here on Line Up Block Live and go back to the quarterbacks for Week Six, if you don't want to spend all the money for some of these top guys, we got some value for you with some mid-price guys. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're talking quarterbacks for Week Six right here on Line Up Block live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Hey, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fancy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dave Martinez and Tony Sincata holding you down on a Tuesday. And, Tony, you're like Nostradamus over here because over the commercial break, our guy Chris Bavona just gave me word that Game 4 of the NLDS in Wrigley has officially been postponed due to the uh, impending weather threat. So what I want to ask you, Tony, is I think this helps the Nationals big time because now – um, correct me if I'm wrong, but they could run out Stroudsburg and then Scherzer again if they need to uh, to try and get to the NLCS, no? Yep, absolutely. And uh, it's interesting because uh, Tanner Rock was the starter certainly in question, and right. now he will not uh, certainly pitch in that game. So, yes, absolutely uh, helps the Nationals. They're down in this contest, so this is a big uh, a big break for Dusty and the boys. Absolutely, absolutely. And you talk about how most of the DFS sites out there, because this is now not the same two-game slate that they were expecting, so you're expecting them to yeah. return return all bets, correct? Yeah, so I, I got a email in a, a DraftKings. Um, it, it lets, if I get an answer before the end of the show, uh, I will I'll let people know. But they should. It, it should be an illegal contest right now. Uh, part of the rules in fantasy is you have to have two games minimum, and you have to have three different teams and three different options there. And you cannot put everybody from one contest right. in a lineup. So if you went and tried to use you know, five uh, Indians and five, uh, four Yankees, you could not, uh, it wouldn't be a legal lineup. Fair enough, fair enough. It's like, Tony, when I go see the ponies and there's a, a late scratch on a horse that I was on and my trifecta becomes an exacta, stuff like that. All right, let's keep it moving because people yeah. are here for our quarterbacks. Remember, here on Lineup Block Live, at least for this week, all right, what we're doing is we're doing quarterbacks on Tuesday, running backs tomorrow, and the pass catchers on Thursday before we build the people's lineup on Friday. So let's look at some of these mid-priced quarterbacks that you think could be a good value, Tony, if you're week six. We got Kirk Cousins at 6,800. Deshaun Watson, the apple of the people's eye at 6,700. Carson Palmer at 6,100. And Philip Rivers at 6,600. Tony, I'm going to tell you right now, I went... I am part of the 11% of people that like Phillip Rivers at 6,600. I like him against that Oakland pass defense. And I'm going to tell you the other thing. I think the fact that the Chargers are on the road is actually a good thing. They're using the silent count at home. So maybe, and I think that this is one of those kind of aggregate offenses. You never know if it's going to be Tyrell Williams, Travis Benjamin, Hunter Henry on any given week. Give me the aggregate. Give me Phillip Rivers. And I actually like that he's on the road in the division against Oakland. You know, Oakland, of course, has one of the worst secondaries, so people like to attack it. So he's going to certainly be a guy that I think is worthy, and I think we're going to see the groundswell of Deshaun Watson go against this Cleveland defense. Then you wonder, though, you know, Deshaun Watson put up all those points in garbage time last week. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. Then does Cleveland score enough to make him keep throwing? And that's my concern there as well. 
Uh, my guy is actually Kirk Cousins in this one. Uh, I look at the Washington secondary. It has not played well. Josh Gordon's banged up. He may not play. It, 25th in the league at allowing points to quarterbacks. They had a week off, a bye week, to get ready for this game. Sure. I, I like Kirk Cousins out of this group. Yeah, let me ask you, Tony, about these uh, the, in the Washington football team when as it relates to the pass catchers. A lot of people are asking me questions on the Fantasy Freestyle about Josh Dotson, the kid out of uh, TCU. You know, like the skill and, the, and the, the size of the prototypical kind of wide receiver that you want, right? Do you think that he ascends at all during the year? Because Terrell Pryor has not really been doing it. And, you know, like you said, the switch of team, the switch of scheme, and, you know, he is kind of a quarterback by trade. Do you think that there's a universe where Josh Dotson is actually, along with Crowder, the top two receivers for Washington moving forward? It's hard to imagine. I mean, Crowder's the guy last game, didn't make a catch until the last play, and they got minus eight yards on right. that play, right? So we got a negative there. I look at Dotson. He has all that ability. But where does he fit in? When you look at Crowder, I think he's a guy that they're going to go out of their way to try to get the ball this week. Terrell Pryor is a guy that they brought in, paid the money, and I think they think still has a physical tools there. I think Josh Doxon just relegated to third wide receiver duties. And then when Jordan Reed's healthy, you know, we're looking at a guy that's the fifth option because you got Chris Thompson as well. Fair enough, fair enough. You made the point about Deshaun Watson and the kind of garbage time and will the Browns be competitive enough for that to happen. you got to figure that when they eventually make the switch to Kevin Hogan as opposed to Deshaun Kaiser, that actually helps that narrative, right? Because the Browns have got to be better with Hogan under center than with a rookie who has an 18 QBR so far through five games. And I'll tell you what, Hogan's put up some numbers, right, when he's played. He came in late last game. And he put up numbers, and he put up numbers this time. So I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting. And like I said, that Washington defense is not great. So I'm going to I'm gonna be interested in that one. And I really think that Washington's there. Kevin Hogan, we're going to talk about a little mm-hmm. later. I just He's going to be tough to look at. And you look at it each and every week. What are you going to do with the Cleveland Browns? Because you just don't know who's going to play at wide receiver. You have Kenny Britt one game. He's hurt. One game he's not. One game he's in the doghouse. Uh, one time we go with Ricardo Lewis. Another time everybody spent all their money on Rashad Higgins. Right. The only guy that looks like a guy that's uh, in play is David Njoku and Duke Johnson. And Duke, yeah, yeah, yeah. But do me a favor, Tony, on Thursday when we do our pass catchers, do me a favor and put Ricardo Lewis in our poll um, because I actually think that could be an option when I was trying to build my lineups personally. Remember, no Josh Norman, although I know you're not big on Josh Norman anyway, Tony. But I actually but, think— But even— even if he's out, right, that means someone that's behind him is worse than right, him. Right, next man up, right? And, and <laughs> I, I actually believe that Cleveland wants to find reasons for Kenny Britt to not see the field. And I actually think Ricardo Lewis could be an interesting guy, especially with Kevin Hogan under center against the Washington football team. So, Tony, do me a favor. When we talk wide receivers on Thursday, make sure uh, Ricardo Lewis is in at the bargain basement poll, all right? Um Moving on, though, you, we have Carson Palmer here. He's only getting 7% of support from our voters. He's at 6,100 on DraftKings. The question I have for you about um, 
Palmer is, as you mentioned earlier on in the show, the Saints have dealt Adrian Peterson for a conditional draft pick over to the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals have then responded by cutting Chris Johnson. So it looks like, you know, Adrian Peterson and Andre Ellington are going to kind of be that uh, thunder-lightning share. Do you think that, especially in their first game, they make a concerted effort to try to run the ball a little bit more, and that takes away from my Carson Palmer 50 attempt narrative that I've been going on for the last month? Yeah, exactly. I think they think they're going to get this guy killed because their offensive line is terrible, and he's getting hit. And 48 passes, 51-44 the last three games. Yeah. So you look at those numbers, and he didn't put up good numbers against a bad Philadelphia defense. And when I say a bad defense, they have a bad defensive backfield, but they have a good defensive line. Yeah, uh, they'll get pressure. So they can get pressure. Yeah, they'll get pressure, and that's what happened in that game. Now, Tampa is the opposite. And I think Carson Palmer is going to be under-owned in this one because people remember the Philadelphia game, and they're going to think he underachieved. People look at the San Francisco game, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Tony. That's to two overtime. weeks in a row. That's two weeks in a row. It was a kicking well, contest up, two weeks ago. But he put up 20 fantasy points. I think that's what people don't realize. I guess that's fair, but you didn't get the touchdown until overtime. So in four quarters of right. play, it was a lot less than 20. They still count it, right? I guess so. So you're banking on another over fifth period to try to get Palmer some additional no. uh, opportunity? Well, when you look at that, right, it was only three more passes than the game before against Dallas where he put up 24 fantasy points. So it, it's right it's right in the mix. But I think Adrian Peterson is really going to bring this down, this number down to 32. Okay, so you do in fact. 32 is, I think, where they want to. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you do he's in fact. Think he's getting the ball He's right going to get the ball. He's going to get the ball a lot behind that offensive line. And let's not forget, Adrian Peterson last year, 1.8 yards a carry. That was with a bad offensive yeah. line in Minnesota. Now he's got a bad offensive line in Arizona. I mean, why why believe that Adrian Peterson is going to somehow come in here and make a difference? I'm telling you, Tony, I personally don't think I I think it's kind of like a lateral move, if you want to know the truth, as it relates to Adrian Peterson. But check it out on our poll, Tony. 63% of the people are going with Deshaun Watson. At some point, at some point, you know, I think you got to go away from him. At some point, he has to regress. The league is going to adjust to him at some point, right? Yeah, but you know what? It's one of those things. People like to ride things while they're hot, right? And uh, jump all over and around and, and make sure it's uh, going to happen. So, you know, 6,700, it's right there. It's a rise. He, uh, he's definitely playable. I ain't going to play him. I think he's going to be hugely owned. Right. I'm going to jump off it. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm looking at my head and I'm shaking it. And I'm thinking that he's got a lot of love there. And we've seen these guys have great games. But it's only been three games, and we want to anoint him already in Canton. Fair enough. It looks like Tony is going to have some shares of Deshaun Watson, but not as many as, say, a guy like uh, Drew Brees or even or even Matt Ryan coming off their buys. When we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, we take a step down even further to some bargain basement quarterbacks. I'm telling you, this might be the cheapest you will ever have a chance to get Big Ben Roethlisberger. He's only at 5700 When we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, we're going to find out if that price is, uh, you know, 
tasty enough for Tony Sincata, or if Tony Sincata thinks if you ride with Big Ben in week six against the Chiefs, you're going to be eating ramen noodles uh, instead of that high-priced steak. When we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, we're presented by DailyRoto.com. We're right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And again, if you haven't heard, Game 4 between the Cubs and the Nationals has been postponed in Wrigley due to rain. So that's going to push everything back in your two-game Major League Baseball DFS slates. We do not think we'll run. Tony's going to get some word on that as well. Nationals luck out because they got Strasburg and Scherzer lined up to try to take down the defending champs. Like I said, when we come back, do you believe in Big Ben at the lowest price ever? Do you believe in Josh McCown against what everyone said is a bad defense? Do you think Case Keenum will be under center for the Vikings? Come back. We'll go through all of it. Lineup Lock Live. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tom Greg Sussman say you. Welcome back to Line of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You got Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, and the Tony Sincata. And when you are the Tony Sincata, DraftKings responds to your email real quick, Tony. It sounds like you already got a response on how they're handling this contest. Yeah, the Washington Nationals-Chicago game has postponed tonight, October 10th. As a result, we have canceled the two-game draft group, including this game. All entries have been canceled and entry fees have been refunded back to your account. A two-game draft group for tomorrow, including the Cubs, Nationals, Yankees, and Indians game will take place. And this will be posted later this evening. Fair enough. Okay, so you got, you know, people, you just got some money right back in your accounts. Might as well use it to figure out who to play at quarterback. Play hockey tonight. Yeah, play some <laughs> hockey. You could play, you know, you could, or you could just listen to us and get ready for week six of the fantasy football season if you want to wait that long. You know, Let, go ahead. You know what I did? You know, I, I, started, uh, I started last week uh, going back to the gym and working out. Okay. And you know who I, it I shows, gotta give Tony, uh, props. I, I'm telling. Let me tell you something. Uh, yeah. It shows, Tony. You're looking great. I, I gotta give props to Arnold Schwarzenegger for encouraging me. I saw Arnold, um, a 69 year old Arnold, uh, eating ice cream with a beautiful 30 year old model, and I said, "When I'm 69, I want to be out there uh, in shorts and a t-shirt, licking ice cream with 30 year old models." Uh, so I went back to the gym. And um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, thank you for inspiring me. Did you find any 30-year-old models at the gym, Tony? Oh, no, no. It's usually um, people trying to get there. But, you know, models are tough these days uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. There doesn't seem to be an abundance. I don't know if Jacksonville is the hotbed of the modeling industry, Tony, but if they're out there, I'm sure you can find them. Let's look at this poll, Tony. Which low-priced quarterbacks are you most likely to use this week, week six of the DFS season? The options are Big Ben at 5,700, Josh McCown at 5,100, Brian Hoyer. 
Hoyer at 5,000 and also Case Keenum at an even 5,000. I said it before the break, Tony. I don't think you're ever going to see Big Ben at this low of a price, the narrative that he's done, that he wants yeah. to retire. Last I checked, he's still throwing the ball to Antonio Brown. He's still throwing the ball to Le'Veon Bell. He still has the big play potential of Martavis Bryant. I kind of feel like Big Ben's got two big middle fingers for everybody this week coming up against Kansas City. What do you think, Tone? I'm with you. And Kansas City's 31st in letting points up to quarterbacks. Well, there you go. So, you know what? We just saw Deshaun Watson, right, go at him Sunday Mm -hmm. night. You look at the weapons that this guy's got at disposal, Ben Roethlisberger. uh, I'll tell you what, at 5,700, I'm enticed. Now, I'm not going to attack with every lineup I have Ben Roethlisberger. But what I'm saying is I am definitely going to put in a couple uh, uh, lineups in there. If this guy's got any any uh, any pride, which I think he does, mm-hmm. he's going to come back and he's going to put it together. And I don't like all this talk about, oh, he's going to the motions. He doesn't care. He was talking about retirement. You know what? Rise to the occasion one more time, and this week's a good week for Big Ben Roethlisberger. Absolutely, will be in some lineups. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And remember, I mean, yes, he had the five interceptions. A couple of them were tipped balls against Jacksonville last Sunday as well. And then they were in a position where they just had to kind of throw, throw, throw. I wouldn't be surprised, really, if Big Ben sticks it to everybody this week with a nice rebound effort against Kansas City. I also wanted to ask you, uh, Tony, I wanted to ask you about Case Keenum at 5,000. and you know, when do they come out with these prices? Is this price assuming that Bradford is going to be under center, or are they kind of assuming that Keenum is going to be the guy? Yeah, so this came out before the game right. uh, last night, so or right as the game there. So I think uh, I think what basically is they assume Keith Keenum wouldn't play, and I think at that five thousand dollar price, it's not a great matchup, but it's a five thousand dollar price. We're talking fifteen fantasy points. Uh, Case Keenum is a guy that I expect to get an opportunity uh, to throw to two very good wide receivers. Stephon Diggs got a little banged up last night with a thigh injury, but he did play in the fourth quarter. He was playing, though. Contest. Yeah, he got banged up, but then yeah. he was back out there. Trust me, Tony. I was watching. Yeah. He's on my season long team, okay? So in the second half, every time they ran out there, I was like, okay, Thielen, Michael Floyd, Laquan Treadwell. Damn. Then the next drive, I'd be like, ah. 14 is in the huddle. It can't be that bad. And also, Tony, when they had that little celebration to Rudolph, when they did the little duck-duck-goose, <laughs> Stefan Diggs was right there yeah. in the circle celebrating. So it couldn't have been that bad. I think he'll be okay. Isn't that the worst? I thought Isn't it was all right. Worst? Like, I, I thought it could. No, I th- I've seen worse. I've seen worse, Tony. Here's the worst, though. When your guy's missing plays because of a thigh injury and he gets and he has to participate in the celebration after, it kind of reminds me of the Odell Beckham you right. know, not being able to play in the game but dancing uh, in a dance contest. It, How long before do you think Eldo is back in the club? <laughs> Probably like this week in, with a walking boot on or something <laughs> like that. He'll, he'll make a new dance with a walking boot. Him and Sterling Shepard and Brandon Marshall, they could all partake in it together. Let me ask you one more question about the Minnesota Vikings, Tony. And I understand this might be a little bit more on season long. Do you think Teddy Bridgewater 
is a viable stash. They said they said two weeks ago that they think he might come off as soon yeah. as he is first eligible. That would be after next week. And I saw um, I saw a report today that they're going to evaluate him on Monday. I don't think even if he is back, and you know, you just mentioned that Bradford may be done for an extended period of time because of this back and forth, and that he got it reaggravated or whatever it is. I'm not saying that you know Teddy's going to be right back in there, but I could see week ten, week eleven in the fantasy playoffs if you need a guy on your bench i could see teddy bridgewater being the vikings quarterback of note am i crazy no you're not crazy i think it'd be i think it's the wrong move but i think it's gonna happen to tell you the truth i think case keenum despite what you think of him is the guy that's playing every week teddy bridgewater hasn't played in you know a year and a half and throw him in with no practice no preseason into a team with expectations of doing well in the playoffs I think it'll be a disaster. I don't think he was great before he got hurt. He had 14 touchdown passes, nine interceptions. In today's NFL, that's insane. Um, I really think that he's going to get a shot, though. I really look at this Minnesota team. I think Bradford showed, hey, they they they, they like they said nothing was wrong with them after that game last night. Like it's the same injury. They yep. didn't make it worse. Well, if it didn't make it worse, he can't play. I mean, that it's he's all done. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't move at all. So I think they're going to reach, and, and Teddy might get a shot. So I would only pick him up in two quarterback leagues because there's one thing in getting a shot, and there's one thing in being productive. So in the two quarterback leagues, yeah, I'm talking like about a super flex kind of situation. Leagues, yeah, yeah, you, every quarterback's viable. Then yeah, you have to pick him up. All right, so uh, that's a little bit of a note there for our season-long compadres. The last quarterback on our poll, Tony, is Brian Hoyer, also at 5,000. 49ers, um, I believe they have the Washington football team coming up this week. Yeah. Um, no, no Josh Norman. Let me ask you about this. You know, and I didn't even re- I didn't realize it until after the game last week. You know, Pierre Garçon used to be on the Colts, and they had all the old Colts there, Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne. I thought Pierre Garçon maybe wanted to, like, show up and show out against some of his former teammates. Well, the revenge tour continues for Pierre Garçon this week in the in their nation's <laughs> capital. And I believe, listen, I believe that that Hoyer to Garçon combination, it could be worse. It really could. Um, I think Hoyer could be a play here. Yeah, yeah, 11 targets, 94 uh, yards. He had 17 fantasy points. Marquise Goodwin was another guy mm-hmm. that got off in that game, and Goodwin's a guy I liked coming into the season. He had a really good preseason, too, Goodwin. Uh, Garcon had 24 fantasy points two games ago. The problem is the passing game has been inconsistent, five points and seven points in weeks two and four. And that's going back to Brian Hoyer. Not only do I think Garcon's a decent play here, I think Brian is actually a good play against this Redskins secondary. At, at that price... I think it's reasonable to play Brian Hoyer and load up everywhere else. Absolutely. Give me a matchup with Brashard Breland, and I will take it all day and twice on Sunday. But, Tony, whichever lineups you put in, okay, what you could also do is go on over to DailyRoto.com, go on over to RotoExperts.com slash DKMS. You could put those lineups in a free contest, okay, and if you win any week 1 through 16 in this partnership and collaboration we're doing here with DKMS, then you get entered into a DFS contest, an only 16-person DFS contest for week 17. And if you win that, 
You go to the Super Bowl, okay, up there in Minnesota, early February, Super Bowl 52. And the thing is, even if you don't win this DFS contest, you're still a winner, okay, because you find out a little bit more about how you can help the fight against blood cancer, all right? Um, You know, you could be a blood donor match. You could be a bone marrow match and really help someone who's struggling with this disease. So even if you lose, you still win. It is a no-lose situation, the partnership between the Fantasy Sports Network and, of course, DKMS, right, Tom? Oh, this is one great, great thing. We could go there. We could make sure that everybody, uh, you know, is doing something. Everybody's looking for something ways they can help out nowadays. And this is a no-brainer, right? You just fill out the, the form. They send you a package. You open it up. Take a little test. Send it back and see if you're an eligible donor. And then while you're doing all that, you have the opportunity to come out big and head to the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. The Super Bowl is one of those things. Usually you have to be a corporate sponsor. Uh, it's impossible to get tickets. Even if you're a rich guy, it's impossible to get tickets a lot of times. So this gives you an opportunity to get there, take a friend, and uh, do a right thing for people. This Everybody wins. Yeah, fair enough. And who knows? Teddy Bridgewater might be there, too. You never know. And maybe you could, uh, you know, you could chill and ask him what's going on with his knee. Are you going to be good to go for next year are you the answer in minnesota you can ask him if you're there i'm sure he'll be hanging out in early february all right when we come back tony i'm going to ask you a couple of questions because now we're we're, we're this far you know we five weeks in to the daily fantasy season i want to ask you if you think you know all the information that's out there these days is that making the fish a little less fishy and making the sharps a little bit more sharp is it a little bit tougher to get ahead in dfs these days so i want to get your perspective on that because you got those poll questions up and then also tony listen i told you we cover multiple sports and soon we're going to be helping people out here on the fantasy sports radio network with other sports find out what i'm talking about when we come back Dave martinez and tony Sincata right here on lineup lock live DFS lineup block sponsored by DailyRoto.com. I'm on Drew Brees because in the Dome, I think everybody's going to stand up and get crunk. That total is up above 50. Highest total on the board. Give me Drew Brees at home. I think we're going to find out that Detroit defense is a decent defense, but not uh, as good as they've played. They're going to be a middle-of-pack defense, so I think Drew Brees there. I think it's a good play. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. You know where to go if you want to hang out with all the boys, Tony. And it's the YMCA. We're back here at Lineup Lock Live. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. I was teasing this before we went to break, Tony. But another poll that you put up, you know, you were asking people, you know, how they're doing so far this year on fantasy. And it's really split right now. 27% are winning. 27% are losing. 40% say that they're holding their own. And then you ask people if they find it tougher than, you know, previous years. And I know one of our narratives is that now there is so much information publicly available. Right. And all these next generation kind of stats and, you know, shows like ours. Do you think that that's making it harder for uh, for people to win and harder to people to cash and get that loot? Yeah, it's crazy. I remember back. I started like way before everybody else. I I was actually before FanDuel and DraftKings. And um, it was interesting is that uh, Rotogrind has just had an anniversary and they actually uh, published the top. Uh, 10 fan daily fantasy players and I was seventh in the country at the time when they first started 
And I, I bet you right now I'm like 2000s because there's a lot of things that came into play mm -hmm. is a lot of these algorithms for people that don't even follow the sports you're up against, right. right? So people looking at this as a profitable venture. And then you got all these shows for the people that are hardcore sports fans that wants the information and they want to learn and they want to be better at the skill. So you got an influx of people that didn't exist before and it keeps growing each and every day. Now, though – I do know that there are some of the uh, professional players that no longer play hmm. because they look at it that everybody's competitive now. Everybody's got the information. Right, they got to find the, the next market inefficiency. Up. Yeah, the rake's gone up. So mm -hmm. now all of a sudden they're saying, you know what? It's not a profitable business as it once as one time. So you have guys that have gotten out of the business. So I think it's a more of an even playing field and thus making it harder to win. Yeah, absolutely. And also the other thing I would add, Tony, is that, you know, our entire society and culture has warmed up to the idea of sports betting and gambling. You see it absolutely everywhere. So where it may have been a little bit taboo at the beginning, it is certainly not anymore. You see it. It's kind of mainstream right now. So many more people are getting into the fray. So maybe, Tony, I don't know. Does that mean we got to find the next thing? Do we have to find like DFS Kardashians or DFS WNBA? What do you think is the next thing for us here at Lineup Lock Live? Well, the next thing, uh, we're going to play a little fantasy, a little daily fantasy basketball. And this is interesting because I, I believe this happens in any fantasy sport. But daily fantasy basketball is the first sport that eclipsed season-long leagues. Hmm. I don't think that any other sport except basketball, there are more play, people playing daily leagues than season-long. It's the first sport to do that, and I believe still – it might be the only sport that's done that. Okay, fair enough. And Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, we're going to be right here when the NBA season tips off next week. We're going to start, uh, you know, giving you a little bit of insight on, uh, you know, how to win some cash in the daily fantasy world. I could see that, Tony. I can see how the structure of daily fantasy for basketball, I think, is even better than season long for that sport. Fantasy football, fantasy baseball, your season long teams are still kind of king, but every night there's going to be, you know, seven or eight games and some interesting matchups are we going to learn about pace of play we're going to learn about usage rates and all that tone yeah so we'll get you in a little statistical uh, information in the beginning make sure you got everything you need to be there and i know it's going to be tough because a lot of people you know you have your job you have your family everyone so you're doing football and you're like man i don't want to take on another sport you know what's the beauty about daily fantasy basketball you don't have to play every night right. you don't have to do it every night you don't commit to that every night football you don't want to miss a miss a beat but a lot of people end up saying, hey, I didn't know basketball started until January. Right, absolutely. But we're going to be here helping you out, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, or Major League Baseball. We got you covered. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata here on Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We gave you those quarterbacks today. Tomorrow, we look to the running back position. I got a couple of value guys I'm going to share tomorrow, so keep it locked for that. Dane Martinez, Tony Sincata on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.